Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Today, we're going to be talking about the over-the-top connected TV, or OTTC-TV. How would you like to be able to rifle-shot your television marketing to your zip code to people that you know would be of interest to your business? OTTC-TV gives you that opportunity. And Dave Miles, he's the president and co-founder of Strategist, is going to be joining us to talk about how you, the small business owner, can be connected to your audience through television right here on this serving of Business Soup. Dave, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here. You have a marketing company called Strategist. Give us the elevator pitch on what is Strategist. Strategist is in a new space that is oriented towards the changing viewership habits of how people watch television programming. It's called OTTCTV, and OTT stands for... Over the top. Over the top And I assume that CTV does not mean the Canadian Television Network. You are correct. It means connected TV, TVs that are connected to the Internet. I saw this demonstration at Consumer Electronics Show a couple of years ago, and I was marveled at how the marketing company was telling me that they can follow what it is I'm watching and then drive advertising to me. That's correct. There's amazing audience targeting opportunities here with this new technology. There's basically two value propositions around OTTCTV. One is the Amazon, Netflix, and Disney Plus model which are subscription models where people pay a monthly fee to watch as much or as little as they want without commercial interruption. And then there's something called Avid, Advertising Supported Video On Demand. This model, you watch as much or as little as you want, but it costs you nothing other than your own time in the form of commercial breaks during the content. So this is the world that we live in at Strategist, the world of advertising supported video on demand. So many people already have Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus, but there's subscription fatigue. They're paying $15 a month for one, two, three. These other channels are basically free. With COVID and the amount of time that people are spending increased time in front of their big screen TVs and on their other screens, ran the very first OTT CTV programmatic advertising campaign in 2015. So that was a momentous moment in time. It had never been done before, John. And so we looked at ourselves and we said, what have we done here? And where is this going? (laughs) And what we know today is that this sea change of viewership habit around streaming content and watching it on demand on whatever device you want is never going to go backwards. So every advertiser that is dependent upon what has been television advertising in the form of broadcast television is now shifting budgets to streaming advertising. It's inevitable. The market for streaming video advertising, OTTC TV, in the next five years is $165 billion. And that has happened in the last five years. What I see is an opportunity for small businesses within geographic areas to be able to use this technology to hit their target, say it's a restaurant, based upon the digital signature that the ISP is coming from, where I can target, say, my hometown with advertising and not be sending out a national advertising. Does your technology with OTTCTV accomplish that? Absolutely. It's hyper-targeted. Instead of being 25 to 54 adult women, 
our targeting capabilities are almost limitless to where we can talk to Suzanne, who is 32 years old with two children who enjoys red wine and uh, <laughs> reads certain novels and target them with advertising that is relevant to them as opposed to the old TV model of buying demos and time slots on programming and not knowing whether people are watching it or not. We measure our advertising by viewer completion rates. So we know that about 95% or more of the ads we serve are fully viewed. What a value that is compared to the days of when I started in broadcast where I may have gone out as I did on 200 stations but I couldn't prove how many people were listening. (laughs) And if my advertiser's message was received and if any sales were made, what your type of marketing is doing is it's allowing me as a, say, a restaurant owner who have been seriously impacted by this pandemic, they can target a particular geographic location And if it doesn't work, they know it doesn't work because they can see that that signature, their ad didn't work. So now they have the opportunity to change it on the fly. That's right. It's really we're in the business of democratizing the media, if you will, for the little guys. The PNGs of the world, the Procter & Gamble's and the large multinational advertising agencies can always go to the inventory suppliers at the beginning of the season and cut great deals, the best deals, because they spend so much money. Right. We are helping small to medium-sized agencies and their clients access the same inventory and serve advertising in a more efficient manner. And so we're democratizing this space, if you will. I want to go into in just a few minutes on how the changing technology and the integration of 5G is doing for video, that which 4G did for audio. But I'm going to take a step back. You came out of college with a degree in art. (laughs) That's right. Not business, science or technology, but art. And then you landed a job at Hallmark. That had to be the ultimate gig for somebody that had a degree in art. And you were a book designer. I don't know anybody who's ever put pen or a pencil to a paper that didn't think we deserve to work for Hallmark. And here you are. You were working for Hallmark. What did that experience teach you in building your own business, the David Miles Agency? Well, it was priceless in the sense that uh, I was able to work in a company that had the largest art staff in the world. There were over 300 very, very talented artists there. And when I went there, I really wanted to be an illustrator. It took me about two weeks to realize my illustration skills were 301 on the depth chart of 300. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, But I did have a good design sense and I have a creative mind. And so I was able to learn very quickly and, and quickly began to win national and international design awards because we had unlimited resources. So it was a good experience in that sense. It probably went to my head a little too much because I left after a couple of years and started my own firm and I knew nothing about business. It took a very, very long time for me to to learn about business, about all the aspects of business so that I could survive as much as thrive. Well, I don't know anybody on this audience, including myself, that didn't take those steps as well. You have a great idea, but there's more to a business than the idea. And as everybody knows, the five points to success is available at BizSoup. And of course, they involve the idea, the plan, the people, the execution, and the solution. So Dave, you walked out of the door and said, I have a great idea, but it sounds like you didn't have the other four elements. How long did it take you to figure out how to put the plan together? together and the people. 
You know, what's significant as I look back is I've always felt like I was supposed to know all the answers. And so I was pretty insecure. Um, I struggled. It was not a rapid growth. It took about 15 years for me to realize it was okay to get help to ask for help, to find help. I, I was intimidated by the financial aspect of business. All I really cared about was good creative. And I, I didn't know how to do that until I could hire people from other agencies that taught me the business. And then that led us into an opportunity in the new home industry where we saw the creative work was not great, but the purchase is the largest purchase that anyone ever makes, buying a new home. So in the early 90s, we started winning awards there. We built a reputation. We became one of the most, if not the most recognized branding and marketing firm in that space. And that led to the Great Recession in 2008, which basically wiped out real estate for a year or two years. So I had to innovate and change at that time as a result. So you found that after you got the idea, then you, you actually had to sit down and, and figure out the plan and then painfully accept that, hey, you know what? There are experts out there that know a few things more than I do. And you started surrounding yourself. How long did it take you to figure out that the most important part of business is distribution? Because as we all know, without distribution, you got nothing. You have these great designs. You had this up and down with the failure. How long did it take you to figure out how to create distribution for your company? Yeah, took a long time. We created distribution in the beginning by doing outstanding award-winning creative. And that attracted brands like Disney and others to our shop. And so we built that identity. And then we were the first to create a branding process for the real estate industry. So we are able to see these opportunities that create that distribution that attract the quality of clients that want that level of work in the beginning. If you were to look at your younger self back then and give yourself some advice, what would you have done differently? I would have gone to work for an advertising agency right after Hallmark. So I think if I could have been in an agency for two years, I would have learned everything it took me 15 years on my own to learn. And uh, that would have, uh, I, I really feel today that I'm 15 years behind in my career, my age versus my knowledge as a result of not being in an agency environment early on. All of these steps and missteps led you through your own personal agency, the Dave Miles Agency, which then led you to your partnership in Strategis and coming up with one of the first, if not the first, OTTCTV agencies. Who are you targeting now as far as customers? If I walked in your door and said, I want you to represent me, who would I be? Well, you would be someone that values video advertising in one form or another. Someone that wants to get in front of highly targeted audiences with the most compelling form of advertising there is. Video and motion and audio and music to create these emotional connections with people using more than one sense, like only audio on radio, if you will. There are so many companies out there and you see their advertising on social media and a lot of it has to deal with a shock factor or a comedy and such. Are you a production company? Do you create the content? And then I want to get into what do you think of the current trend of this over the shoulder yo bro type of production that I can't stand? <laughs> well, no, uh, Strategist is a managed services company. 
So we manage the OTT CTV media for our clients. We strategize with them. We customize the campaign using their creative. We do the audience targeting. We do the reporting and attribution. And then we evaluate the effectiveness. And then we rinse and repeat and begin again. So we don't do the creative, but we do know that the better the creative, the better the results. That's always been true. Well, there are different ways to build a plan. It's like building a ladder. You have to put the rungs in the ladder in order to get to the top where you want to be. And then there are those that say, well, you have to know where you're going to be. So you build the ladder in reverse. So it sounds like if I know where I want to be, I start at the top where you're at, knowing you create the distribution for me and then start building the ladder or the rungs in the ladder downward to the point where I begin. The OTT CTV advertising gets complex very, very quickly. And so as a managed services firm, we're there to help agencies and brands who are new to it or don't fully understand it, maximize the value that it brings. There are competitors who offer a self-serve model where an agency will do exactly what we do. Now, We have been doing this longer than anyone in the industry. We were the first to do it. So we believe that we have deep expertise that is ideal for a managed services offer like we offer to help people maximize this medium. You manage what it is I want to accomplish in my small business. And again, I'm going to pick on the restaurant industry. Let's say I have a chain of restaurants. I would come to you and you would design a method by which to get my message out and get people to drive the eyes to whether it be the website or traffic into my restaurant. Is that right? That's right. We were just talking about a new campaign for a restaurant chain. Um, and the targeting that went into it. And I don't remember everything that the sales rep and the rest of the team have identified, but I was laughing because they identified meat lovers as part of (laughs) the targeting. And I said, well, I'll probably be getting that, that campaign then because I'm a meat lover. Well, and I'm a meat raiser. I'm, as my audience knows, I have it on the hoof. And my cows have a great life except for one bad day. (laughs) So, Dave, the trend that's out there, you see on Facebook all the time, it's that over the shoulder, hey, everybody, here I am at this hotel, look at what I'm doing, and they're trying to get something out of me. For me, it doesn't work. It's They're trying to sell me something. Is this a trend that is going to fall off the cliff, or is this something, this type of thing going to improve? get a better content and delivery. How do you see this aspect of marketing progressing into next year? That's a really interesting perspective and subject. People are less trustworthy of advertising than they've ever been. The younger you are, the less you trust it. So this more amateurish, over-the-shoulder, I did it with my iPhone look, sometimes can connect with people in a more genuine way. Now, I believe that production values are important. And when you're selling a a new home, for instance, for $400,000, if you look at the marketing that surrounds that, wait, 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 it doesn't let's even... back up. Where do you find a home for four hundred? <laughs> I remember, well, I, I, my headquarters is in Southern California. That's the yeah, down yeah. payment. Yeah, you're so, you're so, so where, right. So wherever it is, you're you're structuring a home, an expensive home, regardless of the location. You're dealing with with quality. A major, most often the most important purchase that a family has is their home. Does the over the shoulder yo bro work? 
It can in some ways where uh, it might be an on-site salesperson doing their own video and using it in social media. And there's some authenticity to that where people don't expect the same level of production values. But really, we're trying to connect with people on a very deep emotional level, no matter what product or service we are introducing them to. And so I think production values are important, but there's so many new ways to produce things today that the costs are being driven down. So you'll continue to see a range, I think, of creative executions out there. As I teased the audience earlier about the infiltration of our society with 5G, which is going to make streaming on demand without buffering, but it it takes a lot of distribution of antennas and such. Do you see 5G changing the delivery of from television to marketing as a result of this instant and unbuffered capability with video? Yeah, there's an analogy for how we look at what we do as well there. And that is, you know, we're a small, independently owned company. And we really believe that being nimble is critical. So it's not being the biggest, it's being the fastest in the world of digital uh, advertising that really gives you an advantage. So speed of 5G is going to set new expectations from people. They will no longer be satisfied with lower speeds and lower resolution and all of the benefits that come from 5G. So yeah, it's got some challenges though. I know in uh, commercial development, having trouble getting through concrete buildings and things like that. So they'll overcome all of those things and it will set newer, higher expectations for quality programming for sure. Well, it's going to take some time, and there's a lot of controversy with it, but that's not what we talk about here on Business Soup. It's <laughs> it's knowing, all right, this is an element that is coming to the business world. In the case of 5G, how can I capitalize on this technology? Whether I like it or not, others are going to use it, and I don't want to be left out. How can I use it to get the message out about my product, my goods and services? So we're waiting to see what happens with it on all fronts with 5G. You happened to get through a lot of adversity. You went up, you had this big agency, and then the the Great Recession hit. You went from a large agency down to a staff of one, and then you built it up to where you are today and got into the Inc. 5000 status. Where do you see the marketing going in this environment, in the post-COVID environment? I think digital is where it's at and programmatic advertising within digital is the future. It's been around since about 2010 in terms of display advertising and some other products. But now taking it into video, it will just be, it'll do the same thing that 5G is going to do. It's going to set higher expectations. It gives people more options. They get premium Uh, long-form, professionally produced TV shows, episodes, movies, and sports, wherever they want it, however they want it. Uh, They've never had that before, and they can manage their budget better around that. So it's, as we said before, it opens it up to more businesses to get the word out to highly targeted audiences about what they do. And they've, they've never had that capability before. And people recognize that there's going to be some advertising in one form or another. And they have a choice whether they want to pay for that, whether they, they want to not pay and get advertising, or if they want to pay and not get advertising. What we see is the fastest growing market is for people who are willing to subscribe to a platform or a network, not pay for it, and accept advertising. 
there seems to be more people willing to do that than there are people who are going to block the advertising. And there's a crossover as well, where there will be many people with Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus who are paying for those, but then they're also uh, signing up for Crackle or Sling for other programming, and they're willing to accept advertising there. Either way, the quality of the advertising and the targeted nature of it makes it more relevant to them. So it should not be something that does not fit their interest, uh, if you will. How has COVID-19 impacted your business and those of whom you work with? COVID-19 has impacted all of us in so many ways. For, for our business, video on demand, paid by ad-supported video, if you will, people are spending more time on screens than they ever have before because their freedoms have been limited by COVID. So they're at home more, they're working from home, their children are at home, they're searching for new and different things to entertain themselves with. So that opens up all of these networks with original programming and other programming. There's a lot of exploration going on. People are looking for their television sets and their screens to entertain and educate and even motivate them more than ever before. When we come out of this, I hate the term the new normal, but we're seeing on the order of $20 trillion that is sitting in the wings waiting to be spent and businesses are are just waiting to get back to work and, and provide their services and goods to customers. Do you see a huge jump, a, a V curve, so to say, in yours and your industry's marketing revenue uh, model? Absolutely. We've been growing at about 40% per year. And we project continuing that. That's We're planning around that for the next five years. As I said, budgets are shifting from traditional broadcast TV into streaming at an, a highly accelerated rate. And COVID made that even more prevalent. It was just common sense. Now there's plenty of data to show the number of hours and minutes that people have spent on their screens or have gone up. I don't expect that to change. And uh, we think from the data that we've seen, this market will will grow dramatically and uh, traditional broadcast TV will lose market share. I think that the, as you just pointed out, that the traditional television market, the satellite is being heavily uh, impacted, if not being forced to go, well, basically offline. The satellite television getting away from on demand is diminishing and you're capitalizing on that. Yeah, many cable and satellite platforms are not even seeking new customers today, so they know. Well, you've said within five years you expect tremendous growth in your industries. Well, heck, you know, we're both up there in years. You know, you're going to be in your 70s. What are you going to do afterwards, run for president? (laughs) I'm not that good at tweeting. (laughs) I'd have to to work on my tweeting skills. You know, John, it's just so interesting to me that OTTCTV has only been around for five years. This is a brand new industry. And in my background uh, with media, if you talk to a media director that's 45 or older and you ask them, if you only had one medium and you had an unlimited budget, what would you pick? They would all say television because television, in spite of its uh, lack of targeting, has worked. It works for car dealers. It works for restaurant chains. It works for so many people. Now... We're just taking it to the next level in terms of hyper-targeting around people's individual interests. And so, you know, it's just the next evolution of the medium, if you will, driven by people's viewership habits. 
We've been talking with Dave Miles. He's the president and co-founder of Strategist. It's a managed service platform that gives you real-time automated campaigns. And for more information on what I just said, go to bizsoup.com, where you can get not only the transcripts, but the links to Dave's company, Strategist. And we hope that our listeners will do that. Dave, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this serving of Business Soup. Dave Miles from Strategist, thanks for being on this serving of Business Soup. Thank you so much, John. It's been a real pleasure. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.